it's already officially been summertime. Uh, first day of summer was on June 20th, if I'm not mistaken. If it wasn't the 20th, it definitely was the 21st. I want to say it was the 20th or something like that. Doesn't even fucking matter, people, because we're about to hit July and it feels like it, man. I literally walked. I don't know the, the, the block radius. It's not far, man. I take this walk very often every day, if not every other day. But when I say I almost didn't make it there and almost didn't make it back because it was so fucking hot. I didn't have no sweat towel, no napkins in my pocket, no, no ice water, no nothing. Summer is here, man. I don't know why I was under the impression that, you know, because of COVID or whatever the fuck is going on in the world right now, I felt like because the world is so crazy that summertime, like the season itself, I'm, I treated it as if it was a person, you know, and, it's, and it just, you know, fell back and said, you know, what, I'm not going to get them summer this, you know, this this year around. I, I'll let them chill. They got enough shit going on. But no, nah, man, summer is not going anywhere. And it's definitely here. It's in full effect. It's hot as shit. With that being said, I hope everybody is, you know, staying cool, staying hydrated. I hope you're not suffocating out there. One thing about me, I know people encourage us to to wear these face masks when you're out in public. No offense to people that do that, you know, to each their own, but fuck that, man. I am not going to, there will be more people dying of exhaustion and suffocation this summer as opposed to anything else. If y'all just keep playing around with these hot ass face masks, man, like I can understand if I got to go somewhere indoors and do it. I'm not wearing that shit outside, man. I'm not in China. Uh, shout out to the people in China that actually, you know, if you're in China and tune into this podcast, no offense to y'all whatsoever. It's, I know we, I know Americans and Chinese are kind of at odds right now with everything that's going on. But, you know, this is one of the reasons I do the podcast, man, to bring people together of all ethnicities, of all types of walks of life, whatever the case may be, man. So hopefully the Tudor Reviews podcast brings people together. But I say all that to say this, man, with summertime being here in full effect, it's not going nowhere no time soon. I figured I do, you know, I keep up with my commentary binge. I actually, you know, I skipped the binge yesterday and I did like a, a regular standardized episode. And I was glad I did that and got the monkey off my back. But I want to kind of get back to a bit of a commentary binge. And, you know, I was on the topic of summer because I figured I would do commentary for I know what you did last summer. Now, this movie, if I'm not mistaken, came out, of course it came out after Scream, but I think that was in 97, and Jim Gillespie directed this movie. His only other movie I think I'm familiar with is Venom, which is an underrated slasher. It's a supernatural underrated slasher, but underrated nonetheless, and uh, that's all I'm really familiar with, uh, Venom and this movie in particular. Uh, Kevin Williamson also wrote the script and, you know, Kevin Williamson was hot on the press at the time. Scream, Scream 2, I Know What You Did Last Summer, uh, a whole bunch of West Craig movies, a whole bunch of teen slashers. If you wanted a teen slasher to be, you know, to have his quips and have his humor and to have his heart and his heart and everything, Kevin Williamson was the guy to go to um, around the, you know, the mid to late 90s and early 2000s and shit like that so it was a nice little tag team duo with these two and um it definitely made for a classic slasher movie man you know whether people like it or not i know what you did last summer it is a classic man whether people like the sequel or not you know the third movie let's pretend that shit doesn't exist and also there's a you know there's a reboot coming which i think is going straight to netflix but the reboot is said to be based more on the book and if anybody hasn't read the book go check it out it's a book um same title i know what you did last summer is by lewis duncan but it actually is it, it strays away very differently than the movie goes it's not just straight standard slasher movie but it is it has some similarities in the fact that friends are trying to cover up a secret but 
you know, I've never read the book in full and I probably should before this new series or not series or movie, whatever the case may be before it comes out. But this movie, um, is is pretty effective man it's really tame on the kills but it focuses more so on the cat and mouse and the mystery of it you know the scooby-doo shit uh which is fine man i prefer the sequel over this because it's straightforward horror and it gives me everything i wanted with a crazy ass body count but this one more so made you you know it's it's almost like a who done it who's under the slicker we think we know who it is but we speculate our friends type of shit so it makes for some good like i said mystery scooby-doo machine type of shit i think i said that all wrong but you y'all know who we already got in here jennifer love hewitt um freddie prince jr sarah michelle geller ryan philippi is it philippi or felipe somebody out there correct me if i'm wrong but you get you know muse watson is in here somewhere bridget bridget wilson almost said bridget nielsen bridget wilson who plays sonya blade in mortal Kombat. so shout out to her she was the original sonya blade i mean actually she wasn't if you count the you know if you count the actress in the first video game then, you know, I'm I, who am I to get technical, man? But, you know, I'm gonna jump straight into the commentary, people, uh, because I'm already five minutes and some change in talking shit as I as I do. But this is, a, you know, standard DVD, nothing major, no special features or nothing. So I will be hitting the play button in three, two, one. So let's, let's find out what these kids did last summer, man. Now, this I almost said TriStar, not TriStar. This is. Columbia Pictures. I knew that before the uh, logo even popped up. But um, as far as the Columbia Pictures logo, the woman with you know holding the torch or the ray of light, whatever that shit is, I, I love. I think it was Zombieland Double Tap when the zombies run up to the Columbia Pictures woman and she beats the hell out of them and then she like kind of flips the she flips the torch in her hand and then just goes right back in the regular position. Mandalay Entertainment, are they still around? Probably not. MGM said, listen, we are the only lion or tiger around these parts. And I see Neil Moritz uh, produced this as well. Neil Moritz was, you know, he was around for a lot of horror movies. You know, I talk a lot about Neil Moritz in my episodes because he is producer of the Fast and Furious movies. I like this opening shot though. It's like a helicopter shot over the water. I'm not. Sh I, I I don't want to be wrong. I I want to say California. They shot this. I, I really don't know. Johnny Galacki. I forgot he was in this. Now, when people hear that name in this movie, we know that's Max. Um. But Johnny Galecki, of course, people his his claim to fame, I feel like, was Big Bang Theory, which he's amazing in. Um, but people forget, man, Johnny Galecki's been around for a really long time. He was, I, I want to say, he was on Roseanne, but he also was Rusty Griswold from Christmas Vacation. Speaking of Christmas Vacation, man, like, do do am, am I the only one that gets pissed that they changed the? the fucking child actors like the the griswold children every movie i want to say the first two movies they were the same kids but i don't even think they were they change them in every single movie i always hated that
y'all know it would have been crazy if um this opening scene like this crazy helicopter shot over the over the highway and like if once it said directed by jim gillespie what if that was the end of the movie and y'all just paid like 750 or how much it was in 1997 for a ticket what if y'all just paid that much money and got your condiments and everything bought your girl on a date and it was a movie that was only the opening credits and that was it Now, who the hell does this? Like, I, listen, I don't care if you're going through something or not. I'm not, I'm not sitting drinking on the edge of a cliff, though. And don't get me wrong, I, I have my dark days, man. But sitting drunk by the edge of a cliff is definitely not on the agenda when those days happen. This actor looks like somebody, the actor that plays, um, let's say David Egan. Is that the guy's name? Dave, isn't that his name? David Egan. There's a lot more things I should know about this movie than I do. Um, probably because I, I, I do watch this movie. I like this movie. I actually love this movie, but I just love I still know what you did last summer a lot more. I could tell you a lot more about that movie than I could with this. And that's one thing about the mystery aspect of this movie. It got to be, even when I watch it now, it gets to be really fucking confusing at some points. Which is why I always make the Scooby-Doo reference because it's like, it just throws you off. Now, I don't know if this was the most weight uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar ever had in a movie or a TV show, but she looks great in this movie. I'm one of those guys where, you know, I'm against when Hollywood encourages women to lose weight and start looking all bulimic and shit. Guys, hi. I want sex. It's Don't you tell them to kill the commentary. You just don't say that. What would the world be without commentary? Shout out to anybody that's listening to this. At summer's end, I plan to move to New York City, where I'll pursue a career as a serious actress. We can tell you're serious. I mean, I guess. And most of the times I would not like this in horror movies, but I love that the two, like the blonde guy and the blonde girl are dating each other. And the brunette guy and the brunette girl are dating each other. And they're all best friends. I love this shit. And you see how tight they are, how, how you know, how cool they, they truly are until this, you know, until the shit hits the fan. And it just divides everybody. It divides everybody emotionally, like uh, morally. I love how hype I love how hype Barry is just happy for his girlfriend
See, this town, this fishing village that they live in, it seems so chill. Beach parties and shit with live bands. I love it. Bridget Wilson, who's also fine. She's like she is she is the mean big sister in this movie, but it seems like she's just mean like nothing against her in real life. I love Bridget Wilson's acting, but I, I, it seems like she's just mean. Which is a turn on. That's why Sonya Blade worked. And you see how easy um Julie's trying to let Max down right now. What is that a shot of? Shit looks like tomato juice. Now you know what pisses me off? Ray didn't intervene until um You know, until Max started going after Barry. When in reality, he should have told Barry, you know, don't like, don't be a dick. You know, the dude ain't do nothing. If I didn't check, if I didn't check him about talking to my girl, then why would you? But then later on, we do find out uh, Ray is a bit of a bitch, man. And nothing against Freddie Prince Jr. But there's a scene where Barry chokes. Julie, he chokes the hell out of her up against the car, and he's like, well, let her go, Barry. Let her go. And it's like, bro, we'd have been rumbling out there. I feel like he was talking to me. This is a scene that worked so well. Because, uh, you know, it's so 80s. Uh, the, the teens drinking. Well, Barry, I think, is the only one drinking. But the teens drinking, you know, by a campfire, just telling scary stories to each other. And some of them got it wrong. And it's like, no, you're telling it wrong. This is how it happened. And it's like, no, this is how it happened. Like It's such a scene from the straight from the 80s that works in the 90s. Is it? Well, actually, honey, and you know how terrified I am of your IQ. <laughs> it's an urban legend. American folk. <laughs> Julie, I love how she was just taken aback by what he said. She looked back like, am, am I that smart? <laughs> Why did he just smile at her like that? 
Like, I have successfully scared the hell out of my girlfriend. So, by that time, I will just be finishing my two-year contract on Guiding Light, coinciding with your first year as starting quarterback for the Steelers. Cowboys. Whoever. Mm. Then, we can elope to Europe, or the Caymans, wherever, where I'll let you impregnate me. Oh, wow. Before you head off to rehab. <laughs> she said before you head off to rehab I love how she was planning out their future fellas you know listen to her when she talks about her dreams in the future but you could clearly tell that uh, Barry and Helen were already having sex and um you know Julie and uh Julie and uh, Ray weren't really they weren't really there yet ah somebody on instagram just sent me something i love when like complete strangers are not being assholes amongst each other in like the comment sections on certain instagram pages you know i had asked somebody to send me some you know, some information on something in particular. I won't really get into it. It's way off, way, way, way off topic. It's a touchy subject. But um, the person actually sent me the information, man. So big shout out to them. I wish I actually knew. You know, I know this, <laughs> the username, but not the actual person's name. So I can't shout them out. But any hootie, anyway. Now this scene, I never knew that. Like when I was younger and I saw this, I never knew they had sex. You know, uh, when she takes her, you know, she takes her little jacket off, and he's like, "Are you sure?" And she's like, "Yeah." And um, you know, the camera just, uh, you know, just moves away from them and just focuses on the waves crashing on the sand and stuff like that. But you know, this it it's, you signifies that you know she she was ready and she she loved him and she just lost her virginity to this guy. She thought it was going to be, a per the, you know, the start of a perfect summer. Hey, you two. Give me my fucking keys. You trash, pal. Come on, come right in the back with me. I'm the YouTube Oh, yeah. You can't turn that down. Come ride in the back with me. I'll let you do things to me. At that point, it's like, listen, man. Whatever y'all see in here at this point, she, she started it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, Freddie Prince Jr. and why is this just now dawning on me? Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar are still together to this day. And if they do break up, it's going to be for keeping friends like this around. I love that spin out that whole sequence but what's crazy is when that body you know flew up 
you know, up the hood, up the windshield, past Barry. I feel like Barry's body, his entire body would have bent backwards. It always makes me think of scary movie when Shanna Elizabeth holds up the boot and she's like, oh my god, we had a boot. <laughs> but why would Julie pick it up? Like, your fingerprints are on it. Now, when I first saw this, I remember when, when uh, Barry grabs whatever he grabs out the trunk. It looks like he's loading a gun. I thought he was loading a gun up, but he had the flashlights. Jennifer Love Hewitt is a primo uh, screen queen, yo. Now, whether people like this movie or not, or think it's silly and have their complaints, the movie is still effective to this day because it makes you wonder, what would I do if I was in this situation? And I'm going to be completely honest to this day. I I don't know whose side I'm on. You know, it's like, do we dump them? Do we go to the police? And then it's like, if we go to the police, you know, uh, we're going down. We're all going down. But if we don't and we decide to dump this body, you know, we're murderers. We're all in a we're all accomplices to murder. Whether we were driving or not. And um, if we don't do anything, you know, here's this guy who we have no idea is, you know, just laying here and his family is going to have to, you know, grieve and cope while we go on living. It's just it's a fucked up situation. It's scary, man. Pause. <laughs> I've had those nights before, man. You know you're really drunk when you have to acknowledge it. He was sick of her already. Question for y'all, anybody that's tuning in right now. Um, what would y'all do, man? You know? I mean, I know you can't, like, physically answer me right now, but, like, what would y'all do? Like, think about that right now. In this, in this situation, it's, it's almost just as scary. Like, this scenario is almost just as scary as Ben Willis coming to hunt them down and kill them. Money to get me out of this? Please. 
This is your future, Julie. Think about it. College, scholarship. The guy's already dead. If we go to the police, we're dead too. Julie was really the only person that was against it. Like they do it every day, just casually picking up a dead body and putting it over the guardrail. Like, all right, look, I've worked in funeral homes before, but that ain't fresh dead weight. You know, those are people who have been dead. They've been in a morgue. You know what I'm saying? They're getting prepped and ready to for a funeral that's in like a couple days or so. But that is a fresh dead body. They just picked up like it was, you know, like it was dirty laundry. What was funny? What can I do for you, Max? You can wipe that my shit don't stink grin off your face. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, Max. We'll do. Have a good night. You almost got that rich boy act down, right? We'll be seeing you, Max. Now I wonder how would Ray have responded had, you know, had this shit been going on and Max, you know, didn't know about it. Because Max, I feel like he was justified in his response because it's like, listen, you let your boy, you know, try to uh, try to grip me up and push me and shit and embarrass me. And you only jumped in it, you know, when I was about to tee off on him. So, you know, his, his response, I, I dig it where Max was coming from. Max had to let people know, like, listen. Y'all might look at me as a as a chump, but you know I'll fire back at y'all. I I will respond, type of thing. Just a little little character moment. But for this to be for them to just be like. Of course, they weren't teenagers when this movie came out, but they were playing high school students. You know, I don't think it's every day high school students do this kind of shit, but you know, I, I don't know. I'm here in Philly, and is it's I don't think it's too out of the ordinary. There is a rumored serial killer in this in this city. In case you didn't know. Let's do it. Wait. What? Should we check his wallet and see who he is? It's Bon Jovi. We know who he is. Just to know. Let's just pretend he's some escape lunatic with a hook for a hand and we're doing everybody a favor. Ray, help me. I don't think I can, Barry. Shit! We agree! God, come on, Barry! It's not too late! You! Shut up! Just shut up! Why somebody else do it? Helen was riding. Oh. I love how Barry screamed no like like the game has changed now. <laughs> Nothing was the same after that. And he was a devoted boyfriend. Um, you know, he jumped in there to grab her crown because he knew how much it meant to her. Hey, 
Now was that like an aftershock or was he was was uh was the guy still alive and he just stayed there and drowned? Handed it like here. You owe me. We're going home now. Never, ever, under any circumstances known to die, speak about this again. Is that clear? It's now merely a future therapy bill, agreed? Fuck that. If it, listen, man, we gonna have to do a blood oath or something. I'm not saying like it and we cut our hands and join hands. That's how dis- that's how diseases get spread. But we gonna have to do a blood oath. We we look at this shit here. Ray is a bitch. I'm talking about the character. No diss to Freddie Prince Jr., but Ray is a bitch. Like, ain't no way he's sitting there watching Barry choke his girl by the throat. be okay she's looking at you like nigga you are a pussy she just scoffed at him too she's like Ugh. like where's your balls and Ray's looking like do I have any balls <laughs> he had that he had that Keanu Reeves confused moment for a second but um yeah man I was saying we would have to do a blood oath like we would all have to cut our hands and let the blood drip into a can and put it into the we would have to bury it underground and not sing kumbaya but you know namiya holding gaykyo or some shit we'd have to do some crazy shit to, for that secret you know to secure that because that ain't no I'll never mention it again and that's it no Yo. you not only take it to the grave with you but that's something if you meet up in the afterlife you don't even speak about that you know, if you were to go to hell with all your friends, you don't even speak about that in hell. The devil just be looking at y'all like, wait, what's wrong? Like, y'all got something to tell me? What's going on? And everybody just be like, no. I said, come on. Julie, you're going home for the summer. And you're going to get a tan on that tasty pale tail of yours. <laughs> I wonder who this actress is. But I am glad that they went with Brandy in the next one because uh, she's no Brandy Norwood. Nothing against the actress, though. I just, you know, I'm glad she only had two scenes in the movie. It'd be some shit if that was, you know, that would have been a dope little tie-in if that was supposed to be Carla, you know, Brandy's character from, from uh, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. But they just cast, you know, different actors. How's the snapper? She's like, Mom, I don't even know. I've just been picking at it for the last two hours. What? How'd you know? What? Just wanted to surprise you. She's like, honey, you know, if you are, I, I got some some shrooms, hallucinogens, all that shit. No, no, no drugs. Well, then what is wrong? I mean, you look like death. <laughs> yeah, well, I've had a rough 
You look like death. And they really made Jennifer Love Hewitt. Um, they, they made Julie look like she had had a rough year. Like she just looks withered and tired and. something they never really dove into in the in the the two movies she was in was uh julie's father you know because her father passed away of course she was looking at the pictures the mom walked off said your father must be turning his grave but they never really got into that She's like, Julie, is it another one of those 1900 email? Those call girl shits? I mean, Ben Willis, he should have sent the, you know, he should have had a return address on the, you know, at least I'm, a, I'm at least email, uh, email. At least I'm going to mail you back. Like, I'm very old fashioned. I, I still, like, mail letters and stuff like that out. But I would I would mail the person back like, well, what did I? It says I know what you did last summer, and I would mail them back just one single piece of paper. Like, what did I do? And it'll just be an entire movie of us two just being petty as hell, mailing letters back. Which is something that I hope they do in the remake of this or whatever they're going to do. You know, if you're going to go to slasher route. Like I said, it's supposed to be geared more towards the book, but I do feel like they're going to throw a slasher in there. Because if I'm not mistaken, it was not, there was no slasher in the, the Lewis Duncan novel. I know what you did last summer. I, I could be wrong, but to my understanding, it was no, it was more so about, you know, um, a, a, a group of teens that they have to keep this lie going and they have to, or keep this secret going that they, they accidentally murdered or killed this child. I don't know if it was a car accident or what it may be, but that's loosely what it was based on. But if they do, if they keep the slasher element to it, um, I hope they don't have it like a fucking, you know, a text message says, I know what you did last summer. I know they got to be modern, so they would do a text message or an email, but it's just some old school horror if they would do, you know, just a, a standard, you know, letter. Julie looks 
she looks like you know it's hitting her and it affected her but helen still looks good What if somebody else was there that night? Who? It's been a year. I don't know. Has Barry seen this? Probably be best if he didn't. You ever see Barry in school? It's a big campus. Are you sure he came back? I saw his car the other day at the channel. Did you guys break up? Hey! What are you two doing here? I'm gonna be completely honest with y'all right now. The only reason I was quiet during that scene, and I don't know if y'all could hear that in the back of my, you know, out back of my crib, but it is definitely too early to be lighting fireworks. So I'm almost certain those were gunshots. That was not construction, and I really think somebody was out back shooting just now. It's Philadelphia, people. Uptown, to be exact. Never a dull day, man. He's looking like. I hope my mom didn't hear me curse, man. We got a swear jar inside. Do we have to rehash it? It was an accident. The guy was in the middle of the road. His name was David Egan. Who? David Egan. He was found three weeks after me. His body was caught in a shrimp net not far from Miller's dock. It was in the paper. Barry's thinking. He's like David Egan. I follow him on Instagram. You can call it an accident all you want, but he died because of us. That's certain. What about Ray? An accidental drowning with his face all sliced up. Blame it in on Max. I can understand his suspicions, though. Oh, get the fuck off me! Get off of me! Understand? 
Scratched him on the cheek with that jaw. Now, some of the times in this movie, it was a it was a real steel hook. Uh, other times, of course, it was a prop. Like, Fuck. don't you test me, motherfucker! I'll call the cops on your college back ass. No, it's a fishing village and all, but they got them big ass ice blocks in the back. Like, is is Brendan Fraser in one of those, and he's gonna fucking thaw out and just be Encino Man? Big ass ice cubes. That's a shame that in that moment they all could have, you know, how you been, let's all talk about what's going on. Not saying be, became best of friends again in that moment, but just kind of figured shit out. They could have, but you know, they spent the whole movie, you know, accusing each other and arguing with each other. You would think that, you know, what they went through would make them closer than ever. Almost, you know, unbreakable bonds type of shit, but... It just tore them completely apart. Which I get it. I mean, nothing. Things and people won't be the same after a situation like that. So you're a fisherman. Yeah, prophecy fulfilled, right? Become my father. I thought you didn't know your dad. He worked the boats. That's all I do know about him. Another thing about this movie, um, in the spirit of movies like My Bloody Valentine, it has a great deal of, um, what's the word I want to use? Uh, authenticity. Because, you know, look at regular slashers. They take place in a small town here, a small town there, a camp or something. I mean, camps are fine because, you know, I love Friday 13th and the burning. But, um, you know, this is a fishing village, and I compared it to my Blade Valentine because it was like a mi- a small mining town. So you get a different, you know, you get a change of scenery in this that they use a lot, especially at the end of it. They take a they take full advantage of the fact that it's a fishing town, boats and boats and hoes basically. Fucking boats and hoes. It gives you like little set pieces to play around with, man. I, I love it. That's one of the reasons why I don't. If, if the next slasher I write, I don't want it to just be kids in a house getting killed or kids in a neighborhood getting killed. That's fine, but just set it somewhere where you can play around with some ideas. Damn. Dang. Poor Max didn't stand a chance, yo. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all know when I listen to these, uh, or not listen to, but when I do these commentaries, there are certain songs that stand out. That's one of them. Like, I loved when they did, uh, they played Hush 
in I Know What You Did Last Summer trailer. And as soon as the music kicks in in the trailer, you see Ben Willis. It's a shot of Ben Willis walking up the steps in a slicker gear. And it is such a badass, scary shot. But then they play Hush and it, it gets you in the, it gets you in tune. It gets you hype. Get you hype for a uh, get you hype for a horror movie. Hello. It's sad to think about though, man, because they were, you know, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Freddie Prinze, Brandy. They were supposed to come back for, you know, I'll always know what you did last summer. But if anybody hasn't seen that, the third movie, you. And this is nothing against Donald Shanks because Don Shanks plays Ben Willis in I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer. And Donald Shanks is a guy that played Michael Myers in Halloween 5. But y'all, if you haven't seen the third movie, y'all aren't missing a goddamn thing, man. I promise you. If you like bad movies and, you know, you like to, you know, either watch them with your friends, watch them by yourself, get drunk and watch them, whatever the case may be. Um, Sure. Fine, you can laugh at how terrible that movie is, but you are not missing a thing. It has nothing to do with these, with the two movies that came before it. It's 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 garbage, straight up garbage, man. And I don't know what what fell through, or what didn't fall through, rather with uh with Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. and Brandy and the, the, the directors, the writers. I don't know what the fucking case was, but. They should have just never made another one again instead of making that one. Who else is there? Anybody else working on it? Just you and me, pal. I mean, to his credit, he is kind of, you know, my thing is always if you're getting chased by a car or something like that, run like zigzag. Don't run in a straight line. So to Barry's credit, he was zigzagging a bit. Not enough, though. And now you're a coat rack. This is what happens when you think you're, you know, untouchable, indestructible. If you look closely, I don't know if y'all are like zoom-in freaks like I am, but you can see Muse Watson under that slicker.
you run up on me like that? It's always somebody running up on somebody. trying to kill me last night. If he wanted me dead, he could have done it. He's just fucking with us. Who is? I don't know. Some guy in a slicker. Well, that narrows it down. Just being a quaint little fishing village and all. <laughs> Since you bring it up. Smart ass. We all know you have a slicker. You are not gonna throw this on me. Come on, guys, please don't do this. I'd have been, I'd have been the asshole in the room, like Ray. Uh, you really don't have room to talk shit because last summer I remember Barry choking your girlfriend, and you didn't do anything. You just watched. So. No. No, we made a pact, and we're gonna keep it. Yeah, but that's insane, now, Barry. Look at us. The secret's killing us. Not yet. Police, and you're not either. Put an end to it and maybe salvage some small fraction of a life. And how do we do that, huh? There was no accident, Julie. It was murder. Your words, remember? Murder. I mean, he's he's not lying. I said we find the fuck who's doing this and have a little one on one. What, like last night, Barry? Fuck you! No, Barry's right. <laughs> who's ever doing this isn't going to the police. We could find this guy, talk to him. I mean, yeah, because the guy that just ran Barry over and well, could have killed him. But didn't. This sick bastard definitely is all for sitting down and, you know, having a round table meeting with some tea and crimpets. That's pretty fucking, uh, that's pretty sane right there. Look, I don't think we should give up on Max. I mean, it could still be him. Then find him. Ray, prove very wrong. That's what you want, isn't it? No. Now, what I want is for you and me to just... Listen to me, Ray, okay? I want you to get something. There is no you and me. He's looking at Helen like, well, do me and you have a shot or <laughs> funny enough, they're still together. But um, th yeah, for me, that had been that had been the point where it's like, all right, listen, if I find shit out, I'm gonna find out on my own. If y'all find out anything, let me know. But that's when he should have just stopped pushing up on Julie and, you know, accepted the fact that she she ain't trying to be with him. But funny enough, when she's the damsel in distress in the third act of the movie, she's that's all you hear her screaming, Ray! Ray, where are you? Help me! It's like, oh, back then they ain't want me. Now we getting attacked by a fisherman, they all own me. This is when the movie starts to get on the Scooby-Doo shit for me that I that I don't like because, you know, you bring in Anne Heche and she's like, yeah, you know, my brother was the one that drowned. You know, he blamed himself for his girlfriend's death and I had a crush on his friend, Billy Blue, who's got a boat and we think he's the killer and all this other crazy shit. It's too much, man. It's very, it's not sloppily written, but it's just, it's cluttered, man. In my personal opinion, it's just cluttered. You know, it's a lot of, and I know you have to keep the mystery going as far as like red herrings and who done it. That aspect, it has to be intact with movies like this and Scream. But um, <clears throat> it's, it it gets to be too much in this movie, and that was always a big problem for me. Jody 
try. It's actually a really nice house. Now, Anne Hayes, I'm not sure what she had been in prior to this, but I know in, I, I want to say it was either 98 or 99, she was in that Psycho remake. Um, I'm not a fan of it. Like, do y'all like that Psycho remake where Anne Hayes played Marion Crane? I think Gus, Gus Van Sant was the director of that movie, I think. But, yeah, I'm just, you know. And Hayes is a decent actress, though. I was watching, uh, it was a while ago, I saw uh, John Q. She was in. She wasn't shit in that movie. You know, she was a liar. She was on her own side, basically. But she's a, she's a decent actress. You know, she can do, she can do weird. She can do straight laced. She can do like, kind of like, like shysty. It was a good year. Sounds very familiar. Did you have a, a New Blood came out. I did be. Dream Master. The Return of Michael Myers. Uh, 92, but he's dead. He died last July. I'm so sorry. Thanks. And how fucked up of them two to come in there and just give their condolences to the, to, you know, to the sister. That sound, people, was an uh, Arizona iced tea because that's all I ever drink, you know? Now, it would be dishonest of me to say otherwise. It was a beer, people. It's after 12 o'clock. We're good. That and I'm grown, so. Let's keep it a no judgment zone here. Clearly, her panties just got wet over this guy she's talking about. She's like, I don't know. I, you know, I sent him 3,000 messages and he just never responded. Go figure. I feel like Billy Blue bust them cheeks and he never called her again. And he, I think he did it so well that he, he just left his mark on her to the point where she just, she spaces out when she talks about him. 
But being in his house and seeing his sister. God, do you see what we've done? It was an accident. Helen, we killed a man and then ruined the lives of everyone he knew. I love how she's just delivering, uh, Jennifer Love, he was just delivering this dialogue and tears just fell down her face. I never hey. noticed. Oh, shh. That did not scare me. I swear to y'all, it didn't. I forgot about that. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. You know why? Those are the jump scares I like. No music. You know, you don't need that. That Dimension Films jump scare, you know, score. But, damn, that, I'm wanting a lot to y'all. That just got me. I totally forgot about that part. That might be one of the best jump scares in the movie that I can now remember. And I feel like I'm going to be eating my words because I feel like another one's going to pop up unexpectedly. Because like I said, I do watch this movie, but I don't watch as much as uh, the sequel. She knew. Griffin was killed on that same road to life with one year earlier. Maybe he blamed himself. Maybe he was sitting in the road waiting for us to hit him. Yeah, I mean, she was she was halfway right. You know, he he went he went uh, you know because there's a line later from uh, the sister from Anne Haitian. She said, you know, he went up there to die that night because he blamed himself for Susie's death. Um, but who knows? Maybe he you know he he backtracked and. Maybe he finished the bottle, maybe he didn't, but maybe he backtracked and, you know, went back to the road and was like, you know what, I still want to live. And Ben Willis just just murdered him on the side of the road. Who knows, man? That's This is why we need a... I, people, listen. Anybody out there listening that got some, that could pull some strings, even an independent film director, writer, actor, anybody... Can we get a direct sequel to I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, the proper sequel, and act like that fucking I'll Always Know straight to DVD piece of crap doesn't exist? Pretty remarkable indeed as Neil steps back into the box. One to nothing during the third. Jared taking his time. Well, damn, her dad's rude. He didn't even look at her, let alone speak. But, yeah, man, can we get the proper sequel to, like, you know, the proper trilogy to I Know What You Did Last Summer. Let's get the proper I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer. Let's tie up some loose ends from this movie. Possibly tie up some loose ends from the second movie, but more so from this one, because that you know that's what trilogies do. They go back to the you know the first movie, two movies prior. You know, depending on how many movies you have in the franchise, you go back to two movies prior, and you make everything come full circle with the story, uh, with the reveals and shit like that. So I wouldn't mind that happening, man. Get Jennifer Love Hewitt to come back. You know, I feel like if we're getting Scream 5, like, damn, man, Jennifer Love Hewitt's still around, Freddie Prince Jr., oh, shit, yeah, well, he's still around, Freddie Prince Jr., uh, Brandy's definitely still around. Man, who else lived in these movies? I think that was it. It would hurt not to get, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Brian Phillip, their characters are dead, we know, but, you know, it... it, it It'd still be nice to get a third entry. Now, I love how Ben Willis is just casually walking around their crib with a hook in his hand. You know, the dad doesn't even know because apparently the baseball game is so good. 
which is something I will never understand. And, you know, I'm not sending this as a shot to people that enjoy and absolutely adore. Uh, hopefully I didn't say basketball, but baseball because her dad's watching baseball, man. And I just can't I, I can't commit to it. I used to watch it a lot. Used to watch a lot of baseball games as a child uh, with my grandpa because him and my grandmother, they that was their, you know, their favorite shit to watch. But it's something about just sitting there for hours and hours and hours. How slow that game can get, man. It can go on all day long. But, you know, I would watch it with the grand peoples. But I have no interest. I would never go to a game. I, you know, none of that. Oh, stop running up armor. We're doing inventory at the store tomorrow. I need you there by 10. I can't. I'm afraid tomorrow. Well, Dad, put me in charge of the store, and I want you there by 10. The outgoing queen has to ride in the parade prior to the pageant. It's we'll say that shit five times. The queen has to ride in the parade prior to the pageant. What was Elsa's deal, man? Like, why she had to be such a bitch to her little sister? I don't understand. Like, they never dove into that either. Like, why did they have... Was it because their dad put Elsa in charge of the store because she was the older sister that she decided she had to just be this bitchy, mean character? Or, like, what was their upbringing? Like, it's a lot of shit that they didn't really explain and go into. And I know a lot of people would be like, well, that doesn't matter. We're here to see Ben Willis murder people. But it's like, nah, like, I appreciate... You know, little little character arcs and character development moments here and there. Shit that we didn't, you know, sometimes we didn't ask for it, but they give it to us anyway, and it and it works out. It doesn't always work, but She must be a heavy sleeper to sleep through somebody cutting her hair off. You know, she ain't she ain't Marsha Brady. <laughs> Ooh, glass all in you. Oh my god. People, y'all know them, them cringeworthy moments, man. Um, cause I, you know, y'all know how when y'all get glass like stuck in y'all skin and it's just stuck in there to the point where it's so far in there you don't want to try to take it out. I hope we're staying on track here and you guys are not taking this as any sexual references whatsoever. But when you have glass in your hand and it's like you, you, you kind of like scratch at it to try to get it out because you don't want to, it's all bad. Getting glass stuck in you is all bad. You know, just just ask the other Julie from Return of the Living Dead 3, which I did commentary for. Y'all can check that out. That was one of the earlier commentaries I did uh, back when I was doing my Cuffin Season editions very early on. I think in the first couple months when I started the podcast. But she stuck that damn glass shard in her. I mean, it didn't hurt for her. She did that to 
suppress the hunger for brains and shit, so. shit came out his mouth it's one thing about me people um i hate crabs now <laughs> i feel like i was just saying a line from like dumb and dumber when he's like i got worms but no i'm literally talking about the animal you know i also hate um not that i've ever had it straight edged clean my entire life never had crabs um i feel bad for Whoever did, but um, I've also never eaten crabs before. Crab meat, anything like that. Crab cakes. I, I, I can't. I can't do it. They remind me of, uh, you know, sea spiders. That's exactly what they what I look at them as. Crabs are sea spiders and lobsters are sea scorpions. They move like they got, like crabs move like they got motive. Why would he try to run you over? Why did he make coleslaw on Helen's head? He's fucking with us. She say coleslaw? Go back to the house. Where's your jacket, Barry? Don't say coleslaw. Don't you see? He's got us now. Okay, this is exactly what he wants. We can't go to the police. Not now. He's made sure of that. He's just out there and he's watching. I love how, um, what are you not Ray. It's a classic part right here. He should have just jumped out the tree, um, Jason Liv style, and just cut all three of their heads off. Boom. End of the movie. What are you doing here? Damn. That was like a clothesline hook. I feel like Ray didn't get balls until the second movie. Cause this movie, he was getting wrecked on. Got a letter. I got run over. Helen gets her hair chopped off. Julie gets a body in a trunk, and you get a letter. That's balanced. What right. What are you I, I, I feel Barry one hundred percent. Killed Max. Took my jacket. <laughs> what is it with you, Ray? You were dogging us from the start, weren't you? Always wanted to be our friend. Always wanted to be one of us, but you were too fucking jealous to handle. Oh, fuck you. Stop it. <laughs> I love how Barry was like, you killed Max and you took my jacket. Like like those were two sides of the same coin. He must have paid a lot of money for that jacket. Okay, so if it's not Fisher Boy here, who is it and how do you find him? We think his name is Billy Blue. How do you know that? Missy said there was a friend named Billy Blue. Who probably went to school with David Egan. So according to Sis, that would make him class of ninety two. Also, was class of '92. Maybe there's something in her yearbook. That's him, huh? Who the hell does David Egan look like? There's somebody. Yeah, his face isn't splattered all over the world, dumbass. <laughs> Ray can't catch a break. Um, there's somebody that David Egan, the actor, looks like in real life, and I can't put my finger on it, man. School mug shots? What? I'll go. You've got that parade today. 
Forget it. No. No, you need to be there in case he shows up. I don't want him to show up. Look, Helen, this could be our chance. Okay, we could catch him. I'll go to Missy's. Barry, you go to the parade with Helen and don't let her out of your sight. If he shows up, I'll pound his ass. Listen to yourself. Pause. You sound like a bunch of vigilantes. It's July 4th, Ray. Barry's got a lot of pause moments in this movie, man. interested in what's right anymore, Ray. I want to do what's smart. Then let's get the hell out of here. We can leave town. Disappear. I've already disappeared. Okay, now I want my life back. She's what like, she should have, she was better off just telling him, like, yo, stop acting like a bitch. Damn. <laughs> you gotta put that damn on the end because you fed up. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. And I'm talking about the character again. Freddie Prince Jr., I, I, I like him as an actor, man. But <laughs> his character in his movie, it's like, get some fucking balls, bruh. Every time he tries to stand for what he believes in, he gets shot down. I love that part. Uh, that little moment where uh, Barry looks back at Helen. She doesn't even notice he's looking at her first, and then she she locks eyes with him, and he kind of like he nut, he nods around and looks around like, "Yo, look at all this!" Like, you know what I'm saying? You're still a pretty big deal, and they just have that moment together that lets you know, like, that, you know, they still care about each other. Barry. Barry. And that shit gets cut short because that uh. That definitely was Muse Watson. That was, um, you know, the fisherman for real. Muse Watson's in a lot of movies. The guy that plays Ben Willis, he's in a shit ton of movies, man. Uh, and he is an OG actor, but the other movie that immediately comes to mind that he's in, and I know it is not a good movie at all, but it's a guilty pleasure for me, is um, From Dust Till Dawn 2. Texas Blood Money, and he plays, um, I, I want to say his name is uh, C.W., yeah, because Robert Patrick is Bucky, and Dwayne Whitaker is Luther, Ray Bob is played by another guy, and yeah, C.W., uh, Muse Watson plays C.W., he's like the cowboy of the group of guys who robs a bank, and, you know, they get turned into vampires. If anybody hasn't seen, listen, like I said, if you guys like bad movies, and you like laughing at how bad they are, guilty pleasure type of business <laughs> then watch from dust till dawn too don't look for anything that you get in that first movie because you're not going to get it you're going to get something that's damn near like a comic book camera angles and everything and she's got a turkey hanging from her front yard and cow skin hanging over her fence you know, like I said earlier, I said, that's a nice crib, but what you're doing to it is very Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Anne Heche. I love that little indoor porch on the side of the house with the screens and shit. That's very uh, down south. 
I had a relative that has a farmhouse just like that in South Carolina. They got the indoor porch with the screens and shit. It's just too many bugs down there, man. Whoa. What are you doing with that hot ass sweater on outside? It's a red herring moment. You know, she's looking at all the people that got slickers on at the uh, at the parade. But then we see uh, Ben Willis. That is the actual Ben Willis, you know, on the balcony with the hook in his hand. Please, we need to talk. Which you don't really get in a lot of slasher movies. Um, but I guess because this is a human killer, you know, he's more so focused on the cat and mouse before he gets down to the nitty gritty. He's going to taunt you. You know, he's going to pop up in front of your face. He's going to let you look at him. He's going to let you look at him. Wait, did I say that twice? He's going to let you look at him. He's going to look at you, basically, is what I'm trying to say. More Scooby-Doo shit right here. See, the whole town blamed him for her death, so he blamed himself. But how do you know it was a suicide? He left his note. I had to keep this hidden from the insurance company because they wouldn't, they wouldn't pay me the money. No, if it was suicide. Bones and shits, skulls hanging from the fucking the 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 woodshed. Like, what's up with you? This should have been a crossover movie. This, this is a death threat. What are, you what, what are you talking about? Your brother didn't kill himself, Missy. I saw him. I was there, and whoever sent this was there too. What do you mean you saw him? Where? Where did you see him? He was crossing the road. We hit him. It was an accident. No. My brother drank. I saw him. He had Susie tattooed on his arm. Tattoo? He doesn't have a tattoo on his arm. I saw it on his arm. You didn't say anything. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of my house. Well, I'm, she's she's not in your house. She's outside. But tomato, tomato. See what I'm saying? When I first saw this, I'm like, what? The fuck is going on? Oh, I love this shot. This is kind of like x-ray shot through the wall or curtain, whatever it is. And, you know, Barry is a... You know, he's talking to Helen, hugging Helen and shit. I love, uh, I, I love how they did that shot. Oh, Jesus Christ. Technical difficulties, people. My apologies. Because my shitty ass fucking DVD definitely just skipped quite a tad bit. 
Yeah, my uh, my apologies to anybody that's listening to it and got thrown off. And now, if anybody was watching this with me, uh, I am on one hour, eleven minutes, and twenty no thirty two seconds right now. Thirty four, thirty five, thirty six seconds. I have to clear that up, man. This is one of the reasons why I don't, you know, I don't like doing commentaries with my DVDs because they are not trustworthy. I'd rather just watch on demand Netflix or YouTube or something like I, I can deal with ads cutting up, cutting off the movie and then getting back to the movie as opposed to shit skipping. Oh, Barry, we hardly knew him. I mean, you can only imagine the damage a steel fishing hook could do. And while, you know, I, I guess what matters is that the kill was very, you know, it was emotional because she knew it was coming and he didn't. And she tried to run up and help him and she couldn't get through the crowd. And she's like, she's screaming for him and crying for him while he's getting murdered. So it's more so emotional and psychological than anything. But it is very tame for a movie where a killer is wielding a big ass fishing hook. There's one of the reasons why, you know, nothing against this movie. But I do like the sequel better because I, I get that carnage candy shit. He's like, come on, you're on drugs. I am too. And where'd the blood come from? This movie is, there is not a lot of blood in this movie, yo. And I don't know if that's what made people hate the sequel, but that's what I appreciate about the sequel. Cause not only was Ben Willis using a fishing hook, he was using a bunch of different other shit. Garden shears. Uh, I don't know what the hell he stabbed Bill Cobbs with in that movie. That was a hurt piece. They took the crown from her. They said, listen, man, she's fucking nuts. We can't have a croaker queen that's nuts, can we? He's like, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I made a poor joke. Oh yeah, I know that movie. It's Lover's Lane. Another bad movie that is hilarious that I'm definitely going to do some shit show commentary for. If you guys have not seen Lover's Lane, um, I want to say it's either on demand or it's on Tubi. Please watch Lover's Lane. It's so bad. It is hilarious. You little shit stick Mayberry ass reject. <laughs> There's been a murder. And you're going to fry in hell if you ignore it. All right. I'll tell you what that line gonna... always scared me. She scared the hell out of me with that line. I'm just going to be a minute, all right? I want to see if this fellow needs help. 
us in trouble. He's like, what? Okay. Now, hold up. What type of gym does Ben Willis go to where he can just lift people up? <laughs> he can just lift people up with the right hand off their feet. Now, did they steal this from Scream when Ben Willis wipes the, you know, he wipes the blood off of the, uh, the hook? Because y'all remember Ghostface does that. He wipes the, he wipes the blood clean off the knife and shit. I guess that's, that's Kevin Williamson for you, man. Shout out to Kevin Williamson. But we do get, now, I won't lie, man. Uh, you know, I, I had my cons with this movie. Uh, the movie being very tame as far as violence goes, which is cool, but if it's a slasher, you know, post-screen, I don't really... Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. This It, it doesn't take away from the fact that this movie's great. I don't know, man. I, I, I sound like I'm not making sense, but trust me, I'm trying to. But I was about to say, we do get a one of the most solid chase scenes ever in the, you know, the post-screen slasher genre. You know, I'm talking... Uh, I know what you did last summer, Urban Legend... Venom, whatever the case may be, this is a great chase scene because it goes on and on and on, and it, it builds the audience up. First of all, it's tense, and it builds the audience up to you know to wonder is she going to make it or not. You know, it, it also gives you it gives you that sense of hope. Shit. This is very uh, Halloween-ish, which I know Kevin Williams says, you know, he, he Kevin Williamson says he owes a lot of his career to Halloween, so I can see the homages. Now do as I say. And I love that you see the door closing right as you know, right as you jump into the next shot, you see the door closing as uh, Elsa is walking to lock the door. So we already know we as the audience, we know Ben Willis is already up in the building. And as much of a bitch as she is, uh, you don't want to see her die. You know, she didn't deserve to die. Damn. See, we get blood splatters. You don't get gore in this movie. You just get, you know, you get subtle blood splatters. It's, it is, you know what? I will say this, man. I, you know, I love the carnage candy in the second movie, like I said, but you get tasteful violence in this movie, which is, it is a very, um, it's a very controversial term because a lot of people think, oh, well, it's a horror movie. You got to have blood and guts, but no, you get tasteful violence in movies like, like this, like um, like Urban Legend. Um, I I, I really want to go as far back as to say movies like Halloween and and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where implication is everything. You know, you can only imagine how it must have felt, how it must have looked. So everything is implied, but you don't really see gore. You know, you don't have to see Elsa's neck splitting open. I mean, I don't mind. 
you know, we got a lot of that in the sequel, you know, even in the third movie, which is garbage. But, you know, the violence, regardless of whether you want to go on full overload with the gore and the violence, uh, you just have to make it work within the context of the film. If that if that makes any sense, basically. Now here we get chasing uh, 2.0 right here, which works, man. Cause it's you know it's fucking Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't know if she was doing Buffy the Vampire Slayer the TV show at this point in her career, or if it was after this movie. I'm not sure, but the fuck, man, is Buffy the Vampire Slayer? You want to see her live? You want to see her live? Oh, you rooting for her? He's like, well, I'll take the stairs. Like, I'm Robocop. He's so calculated in his movements. <laughs> the way he turned that corner was crazy. I was about to say, did Elsa take her... Or not Elsa, damn, well, Elsa's dead. I was about to say, did Helen take her shoes off? But she did. Well, out you go. It's time to overcome that fear of heights. And I'm going to tell y'all, man, this, this would have took everything out of me. Jump out this window. I want to live, but damn. I mean, well, she had plenty of debris and stuff to fall on. See, my thing is, if I have to jump out a window, um, you know, to save my own life, somebody's chasing me, I'm not looking back to see if that person, you know, I'm not looking back to see if it's a Jason or a Michael Myers move where they look over the railing and, and notice if I'm going or not. No, my ass is... Is ghost. But even the score, man, the music, um, the music is very like, you know, it's like, is she going to make it type of music? She stop. She should have just kept on going. And you know what? Fuck that, man. Because Ben Willis wears the same shoes that Jason wears, and Michael Myers borrowed from Jason at some point. Ain't no way you teleported that fast behind her. And that's a wrap. Man, if it was one thing, yeah, that's bullshit, man. If it was one thing I could change about this movie, it's the fact that Helen dies. I would have Helen live because there's no way Ben Willis got down there that fucking fast and just popped up behind her. Yes, she should not have stopped when she was running in that little alleyway with them tires or whatever the hell that little section was. But it's she shouldn't have stopped, but there's no way. Uh-uh. She should have lived, man. And I think the director and the writers knew that. And I still know what you did last summer because they even have a picture of of Helen, Sarah Michelle Gellar in part two. And Julie keeps it on her dresser. Yeah, I know, but I think Ben Willis killed David Egan. Wait a second. You think this 
this Willis guy killed David and we killed him? Yeah, but like, he didn't die, right? He's like, this Willis guy killed David and then we killed him, but he's not alive? And uh, he's like, but wait, where's Waldo at? Like, there's so many fucking questions in this movie. Who shot John and forgot to kill him? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Who let the dogs out? Who that is? I got questions, man. I do. Oh my god, it's you! What are you talking about? Billy Blue, you, you went to Missy's. You, you're the friend. You, you're the fisherman. I, I can explain. Julie White. Julie. Yeah. Oh shit. You want? You the one that? She the one that wanted to get knee deep into this. Hmm. See what I'm saying? Ray is getting treated. He's getting socked and clotheslined. His girl's getting choked up. He's getting screamed by everyone. No respect shown. Now see what I mean with this teleportation shit? How did Ben Willis get to the boat? Now Jay... We know in Scary Movie, she said, uh, Anna Faris was like, yeah, they cast some dingbat, like Jennifer Love, huge tits to play me. And we know they called her that, but we know that they accentuated her tits a lot in these movies. Not necessarily this one, but the second one, you know, they showed her in a tannin booth. They had her for the remainder of the movie in just a button down shirt with like literally one or two buttons buttoned up on them titties. And you know, even in movies like Can't Hardly Wait, where she's got that blue, that you know, that baby blue dress on, or what, that whatever that blue dress is on it that she has. But uh, luckily, Jennifer Love Hewitt can actually act. She's a great actress, so you know, she's not just known for her titties, which is great. Cause I, you know, I don't, uh, per, even though I'm a guy, you know, people are, you know, like, oh, you want to see eye candy like the next guy? Yeah, I do, but, um. When an actress is just known for one thing, like I get that J Lo didn't want to be known just for her ass, so she's like, "All right, well, how about this? I'll I'll get surgery and get an ass reduction, but people still love her for it. But they kind of respect her acting a lot more." Am I making sense to anybody? I don't like when women are glorified for you know on screen for having big titties or having a fat ass and. Like, be an actress, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm all about the art at the end of the day. The eye candy's fine. But if that's all you got going is, like, the physical, then just play these paper-thin characters that get killed off. But that's hence why, you know, Jennifer Love Hewitt, she can be attractive and she could be a female lead in the movie as well. So win-win. Basically, what I'm saying out there is, ladies, don't, you know... Don't like pigeonhole yourself in the industry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ben, Will <laughs> ben Willis, man. Now, for y'all out there, did it make it less scary when he's chasing her around with no slicker on? He's just got the hook. But does it make it any less scary 
for me, it, you know, it it was a uh, it was kind of hit or miss. It was like, okay, I'd rather, you know, we knew who he was, and he's like, fuck this, I'm about to get back in the go mode, and he just put the slicker back on. But you know, it doesn't it doesn't make or break the film for me. But I can understand why it would do that for some people. She's in, she just locked herself in the engine room like this man don't know his own boat. Let's go, right? About time. I forgot he got to throw some punches in this movie. Yeah, there you go. Now, see, another thing. This is not a third act final battle that you would get in your average slasher. It's taking place on a boat. You know, she's in the engine room. You get to see the mechanics of you know these fishing boats and shit so you know again setting wise is pretty it's pretty dope <laughs> ravy getting treated man it's like First of all, why would you distract him while he's trying to rumble? But good old Ray. It's like Carla, you know, Brandy's character kept saying in the second movie. She's like, good old Ray. Nothing against good old Ray. Oh, sure. It's a big ass boat, man. Trap doors and stuff all over the place. I see that green moss that's on the wall like that shit reminds me because I just recently watched <laughs> the return of swamp thing and it, it seems like he was like just sliding down that wall trying to get to that trap door Julie's in right now it's another one I want to do commentary for eventually is a uh, both swamp thing and the return of swamp thing even though I'm a fan of the sequel way more go figure All that ice, man. Ice, ice, baby. Uh, well, I don't know who that is, cause that's not that's not Helen. 
<laughs> and I don't know who that is because that's not Barry. I know I know that's supposed to be Helen and Barry's bodies, but I feel like those uh those body casts, those molds that they did of the actors to you know make you know to pose as dead bodies, that didn't really look too much like them. I know people look different when they're dead, but they were freshly dead. You know, they died that night. Just just better uh you know. There you go. Oof. Night, night. I love that scene. <laughs> and then Ray jumps down on the hook, you know, like a fucking superhero. Now she sees that she should have stayed with this guy all along. Kinda, sorta, because he's a, you know. Ray's still getting treated, man. Damn! Can't get a break? Now I'm really about to kill you. That's what happens, man. Serial killers talk too much. Ooh. Now, <clears throat> let me say this. Is that salt water in that water? Because if so, maybe it like, you know, I don't know the word that they use for wounds and shit like that, but maybe it did something to his wound when his hand got taken off. But, you know, they didn't see him die. They didn't find a body. So, of course, they're setting this up for a sequel. And anybody that thought otherwise at the time was just, that's just silly. I get it. I love you, Julie. No one gets me the way you do. I understand your pain. And that's a nice little moment, you know, between them. But the fact that they should have been working together, sticking together to begin with. You know what I mean? Why this man would want you dead? I love how they both said it at the same time. What do we find, gentlemen? Oh, yeah. That is a fucking severed hand with a hook. Still attached to it. Don't play with me. Y'all better find that man. That's what I would have said at least. Is that the same chick? A towel? Right. Don't you start with me. Look, you mister can ravage me in two weeks. 
ravage you in two weeks. Like, God damn. Yo, man. I'm telling y'all, man. A shout out to the people that do these, you know, long distance relationships. Uh, you know, when your girl says something like, you can ravage me in two weeks, that is going to be literally when she says that, she curses it to be the longest two weeks of both of y'all entire lives. Trust me. But, you know, kudos to y'all for that. It takes a lot of skill. But, you know, when you're dating Julie James, you get invitations to pool parties like she just did. Now, when you're dating Julie James, uh, there's a good chance you might be murdered or the people you love or innocent bystanders doesn't matter julie james is um you know what if they did a crossover with julie james and sydney prescott oh no he's like i still know that you use vo5 in the shower i can tell by how your hair smells that's a lot of steam in that bathroom. It's like a remake of The Fog. She stepped on the wrong set. Poor thing. You know what that uh, uh, Ben Willis jumping out that glass? That is a Jim Gillespie uh, signature move right there because he ended this movie with that. Um, I'm not sure. No, of course, because he didn't direct the second uh, movie. But he does that also in Venom, uh, the movie Jim Gillespie directed. He does that in Venom where Ray Sawyer, the killer, crashes through the glass exactly like Ben Willis. You know, he kills a coroner when he wakes up in, you know, in the morgue and all that type of shit. But we made it, people. We actually made it through the commentary for I Know What You Did Last Summer. I give this movie... <sighs> what do I give it? I give it... An, I give this movie... I give it an eight and a half. I give it an eight and a half. You know, what keeps it from a 10 is the fact that there was a lot of confusing shit when they started breaking down the, um, you know, when they started breaking down the, you know, the mystery and the, the, the red herrings and the backstory of Billy Blue and, you know, Susie Egan and, uh, or Susie Willis and David Egan and all that shit. It became to be too much, man. Even in a movie like Screen or Prom Night or, um, you know, even in some instances, my bloody Valentine, where they're trying to figure out what's going on, you know, it didn't lose me like this movie lost me, you know, and and it doesn't take away too much from it. Like I said, it's an eight and a half, but what, what keeps it from a 10 is that, you know, it's not even the fact that it's a tame slasher movie. I can deal with that. I can deal with taste, tasteful uh, violence. Of course, I can do that. But um, yeah, man, it's still a classic, to say the least. Shout out Jim Gillespie, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Geller, Ryan Philippi. Hope I'm saying your last name right. Is it Philippi or Felipe? I asked that before. I don't know. Uh, but forgive me for that. Muse Watson, Johnny Galecki, you know. And hey, she even, you know, the Bridget Wilson, you know, the players that were in this movie. Uh, it, it, it does stand the test of time because, you know, if you mention teen slashers, of course you're going to mention Scream first, but more than likely you're going to mention i know what you did last summer second that is just like it's almost horror law right there i don't know maybe we should make a rule book maybe that's the episode we'll make a rule book what do you guys think of when you think of teen slashers what are the top five movies you think of when you think of teen slashers uh, that is definitely a good topic but 
Y'all already know what to do, man. And if y'all don't, y'all follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Public. Shout out to Anchor, man. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Romero Tudor. Follow the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. And lastly, but not leastly, is that even a word? It might be. If not, I just made it up. But, you know, shout out to the Tudor reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters, man. I still see y'all tuning in. I see people tuned in a couple more than a couple people tuned in over like a day or two to the Nightmare on Elm Street 5, the Dream Child commentary, man. Thank you for that. I didn't expect people to take a liking to it um, as fast as they did. But, you know, keep them coming, man. Keep them coming. And, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend, man. I try to keep these commentaries as, you know, energetic, interesting and informative silly as i can man i try to give you guys the works when i do this shit man because um you know you guys are you know who i put this content out for man and you guys are still showing me the love and support so i show you guys the love and support right back tenfold every single time y'all already know what it is man but that being said people yours truly romero tudor another episode of tudor reviews in the can i'll check y'all on the next one